here with uh, Daniel Johansson and Maureen Smith of Scopy Mag. And um, I would like one or both of you to explain to my listeners mm-hmm. um, where Scopy comes from and what it's short for. So um, Scopy is short for Scapigliatura, which was an arts movement in Italy in the early 1800s. Um, Scopy Magazine was founded four years ago by me. Um, and it, at the time then, it was like we were just super interested in doing local, like hyper-local arts coverage. Um, we It was like on a national scale, though, so it super didn't work. And uh, <laughs> a year ago, almost now, um, Maureen and I uh, decided to pick it back up as a podcast. Because mm-hmm. before it was an article, like my experiences with journalism and, and written journalism and that kind of thing. So, um yeah, so that was kind of the the, um, the impetus of it. But the whole idea of Scapigliatura was that it was the same thing. In Italy, it was the arts movement that was going alongside of the political movement of unifying Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, il Risorgimento, the reunification of Italy, rather. Um, so, you know, that's kind of always been what where we are living as, a, as an entity is the idea of where arts and politics kind of feed off of each other or Mm -hmm. can feed off of each other yeah i think for there was like it was kind of a a little bit before i realized like that you guys are definitely like there's there's political stuff for sure yeah i mean i think i i just for a while like thought of you guys as like oh like another arts podcast Mm -hmm. like you know and uh, not, I don't mean like another, like there are tons of them or anything right. like that. Oh, I yeah. meant another, like a fellow, like arts podcast. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And, um, and I, you know, especially lately, I think just, I've been, t- I was, I go through like, I'm, I go through waves for sure where I'm like really paying attention to politics and really not just because yeah. sometimes I feel like I have to take a step back and maybe that's like, you know stupid and privileged mm-hmm. of no, me but it's, it's like <laughs> no it's actually like so important that people do realize that they've hit their limit and For then sure. take a step back yeah mm-hmm. it's just like i don't want to like wake up in the morning and like hate everything all the yeah. time no. so. <laughs> and, and you shouldn't really where we well that's something that we super understand and mm-hmm. realize that that is like our audience because like yes we do cover political stuff but like um we really try to make our content something that people can uh, consume piecemeal yeah. so that maybe someone's only going to come for the arts stuff. But, but also like we try to keep in mind the folks that we try and bring in to the arts stuff are the same kind of folks that are like generally going to be okay with what we're about politically. Cause yeah. they they tend to be, it tends to be that folks fall into similar categories of like, not hating women like there's like it's sim- like over racist, there's sort yeah. of a venn diagram of like things they're okay with and things they're not okay yeah, with. Right, right, right. <laughs> well and i think what makes our political coverage a little bit unique is that we don't we don't you know harp on the stuff that is happening not that national coverage is harping but <laughs> that we we don't we don't add to the echo chamber of national events uh-huh. we don't cover trump no, we never cover. He that. gets enough coverage. Yeah, exactly. We cover, we cover local politics, interesting, um, like political races, stuff that's going on at the city level, like in the with the mayor occasionally. At the we're interested. We're interested in governor. like aldermanic races. Yeah, yeah. I was reading a little bit your article on um, 
and now I can't remember his name. I'm the worst. Ro- Rosa? Carlos Ramirez Rosa. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a super interesting thing because yeah. that that's an interesting thing that we've kind of been playing with in the last couple of weeks is like I've uh, aligned myself and felt very much like a socialist for a while. And and what that means, I think, is like that's a very bold statement in this day and age of like and post post the last century of what and still for some reason socialism is such a dirty word yeah (laughs) yeah yeah for sure um but that was even from coming from a perspective of like okay maybe not everybody that is into scopy is into socialism but like it's just interesting and it's of note that there is a congress congressional race happening with someone who's willing to be openly socialist yeah and willing to be openly democratic socialist which is a completely different thing from like you know what the red scare was about right yeah anyway um but yeah i think i mean do you see would you say that you you see uh in certain ways like the arts and politics is like pretty like closely connected like intertwined i think it definitely can be and Mm -hmm. i know for me and for the folks that we talk to about it uh they want it to be yeah i think there's a, a serious conversation being had you know, there's the, like every occasionally people will share that Nina Simone quote of like art made outside of of um of and I'm butchering it, but <laughs> made outside of like society is art being made in a vacuum. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, I like I love talking about that conceptually. Like, at what point is that true? What point is that not true? But I think for right. us, um, we tend to cover things where that is true. Mm-hmm. Well, and you mentioned a Venn diagram, and I think that that's apt because. You know, over here you have arts, over here you have politics, and they can be covered separately, but when you cover them together, what you end up with is in the middle, you have a space where you can touch on issues that are affecting artists Mm -hmm. that otherwise um, would feel kind of out of context for an arts magazine to cover. Uh I feel like if we just did arts it would seem a little out of left field if all of if all of a sudden we were like, you know, sexism is rampant and blah 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 blah. Right. And then like the next and on the very next day it'd be like, meet Joe Brown. He <laughs> he paints murals. <laughs> yeah, Joe Brown sounds like a great guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Joe Brown, brilliant artist. <laughs> yeah. I love Joe Brown. Yeah, I'm, I'm about it. Love that guy. Love yeah. <laughs> Joe Brown, me. Mm-hmm. You and me. Let's go. <laughs> oh man um i want to change gears for a second um just because i always ask people um like because you're you both started out like with uh you know you went to school for music mm-hmm. you're both vocalists um can i ask and so obviously you have an appreciation for the arts and that's what drives everything you do with your podcast and your magazine and, and your entire media empire um oh my god yeah <laughs> Um, so I guess I, <laughs> I guess I, I'd like to know how how each of you like first got you know started and interested in music, even if that was you know a way long time ago. Yeah. Uh, so I've um, I started really m- my music immersion started literally the day I was born. Like my, uh, my somebody just took you and threw you in like a pool filled with sheet music, yeah, exactly. and you're like, and what the like, fuck uh, is this? Just like covered in ambiotic fluid. It was crazy. No, but I um. Like the there's like a family story that like you know my dad brought like a boombox or into 
you know, my mom's recovery room and was like playing Beatles songs for yeah. me when I was, you know, so, and, uh, my dad was really like the introduction to my musical upbringing where he, uh, he just did it casually. Um, he, he was a lawyer, but then he was also in this band, um, called Desperate Measures String Band, which I actually have his mandolin oh. and like a little sticker there, but, um, they would do d- jam sessions in our basement, from when I was like four until I graduated high school. And um, on those nights, he would like call me downstairs and have me make up harmonies with him. Mm-hmm. On the spot. So I've been doing music since I was a little kid. Um, and yeah, and sin- it's just always been a part of my life. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and, and Daniel? Uh, I was a choir kid big Mm -hmm. time um, and I wanted to stay in choir in high school and to do that I was in this program called IB Mm -hmm. International Baccalaureate it was this like thing that anyway but in order to so in order to stay in the program and to stay in choir I had to take IB music which to do that you had to have applied voice lessons Mm -hmm. Um, so that was why how I got into learning about singing then in undergrad um, I went I went to undergrad in Orlando and like the the major opera company there died out, like right when I got there. <laughs> Basically, yeah. when you're I like got awesome. Uh- <laughs> and in my sophomore year, another a bunch of grassroots opera companies started up in Orlando, mm. and so I was able to get a bunch of role. I have like the majority of that's not true actually at this point, but a lot of my role credits were from that, from doing being the the bass or the baritone that, that wow. some company needed. Oh wow. So then after all that, I was like, well, I'm going to get a master's degree in it. So then I moved to Chicago, went to Roosevelt, um, mm. and uh, restarted Opera on Tap Chicago. And uh-huh. that's kind of, I think, my biggest, the thing that I always cite as like what has afforded me the perspective that I have for the Chicago music scene. Mm-hmm. Because Opera on Tap was always this like grassroots, you know, running on a shoestring budget, doing everything that we could with as little as, as possible. Um And it also has made it so that I've met the majority of folks that I've met in the first three years that I was in Chicago Mm -hmm. was from that. And, and, you know, um, I credit that sometimes more than I credit my master's degree Mm -hmm. of, of doing like the admin work and doing that. And, you know, sometimes just sort of like being in the trenches, so to speak, is like some of the most valuable experience that you can have. For sure. For sure. And so that's kind of my, and I, there's been performing, in and out throughout all of those years of different, different things. And, um, and I love doing it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Does that, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So you first, um, was it the both of you who started Scappy Mag, like Scappy Mag, like the magazine like four years ago, or was it Daniel no, who started Daniel. it? I met Daniel when I moved to Chicago. So my, the, how I ended up in Chicago is that, um, I went to school, I went to college in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went to the, I went to college where my high school voice teacher went to college. Ah, okay. Um, she like, I honestly, most of my, it's crazy how much I can tie back to my high school voice teacher. Yeah. Um, she, she like lived in my, in my neighborhood growing up. My mom met her at a neighborhood function. Mm-hmm. She gave me my first cd of opera she's the one who like got me into it as a genre yeah um she um 
because I went to my first voice lesson and she asked me to sing something and I started singing lyrics to an Eminem song because I was yes. trashy. <laughs> um, and it's amazing. And she was like, I like got part of the way through it. She's like, ah, but I get it. Thank She's you. like, okay. Um, and so then she gave me, she gave me an opera CD and I was like, oh, so, um, I, she like, you know, really went to bat for me to get into this school. Um, when I moved back, she like hooked me up. She helped hook me up with a church job that gave me a lot of friends in Milwaukee. Cause mm. after graduating, I decided to move home. And then when I moved to Chicago, she actually, uh, sent me the link to the church job where I met Daniel. Oh, so. oh my God. So she just like, yeah. she's just back there, you know, pushing all the buttons. She's my just, puppet master. Yeah, 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 exactly. Over there. No, it's, it's actually like. That's amazing. It's crazy. Wow. So that's, so I met Daniel at our church job. Um, we started dating a couple months after that. And, um, a year into us dating, I like when we were kind of getting to know each other, I think at one point he was like trying to brag about himself. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, I started an arts magazine a couple of years ago. And I was like, wow, that's so crazy. That's so cool. <laughs> and then I kind of forgot about it until like a year into us dating and he was like, I think we should restart that because I had just left a, a office job that like destroyed my self esteem. Right. And he he was like, I think we should like start a podcast with that magazine I started. And I was like, Sure, sounds great. Well, and I just uh, can I talk about it? Sure, fuck it. I sorry, just... is this explicit? This is fine. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all marked as explicit, <laughs> just so nobody has to like censor themselves. Okay, good. <laughs> I just left a classical music recording company uh -huh. and was like pretty unceremoniously bought out from it. And so, like, I we after that happened, I didn't have anything, any prospects. We didn't have any recording equipment, uh -huh. and we were at Maureen's house in Milwaukee, and we went up to the attic and just found the first mixer we started using for the podcast. It was my dad's that he used um, to record his band. Aha, uh -huh. okay. Just in the attic. It would just been up there for It was just there. Six years or something like that. It was going, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. yeah we found so. the first mixer. We found one of these microphones. We found a bunch of XLR cable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now you here you are, almost a year later. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, just kind of completely doing something entirely our own, which is nice. Because even compared to what the magazine was like four years ago, I mean, we were I was posting on Craigslist being like, we've got 15 bucks an article for writers that want to cover something in their town. Yeah. So, like, the first 10 articles were in, like, New Orleans. Like, uh, I think we had an L.A. piece. We had a Mexico City couple pitches that wow. I, I don't know if they ever got published i don't remember what happened i, I like the certain details of it. i'm like i don't even entirely remember <laughs> um but you've jettisoned that information well i think it's i think they're actually funnily enough i think some of it's still in an archive somewhere it's somewhere in cyberspace yeah i think even if someone went all the way back in, in our posts they could probably find them on the new even on the new site like they migrated the cloud the old site. cloud wigs me out dude Oh yeah, wigs me out. I don't know it's, what's happening. It's somewhere I, next to like a uh, a Jennifer Lawrence nudie pic, right? <laughs> yeah. The cloud where Jennifer Lawrence nudie pics go to die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. The cloud coming to you soon <laughs> from outer space. I don't know. I don't yeah. <laughs> for fifteen dollars a month, I've, we've developed a really great elevator pitch for the cloud. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. No, one hundred percent. 
what is the cloud? <laughs> Do you have a naked picture? Do you have a Mexico City story pitch? <laughs> Throw it in the cloud. <laughs> Forget about it. We'll just see so what happens. See Someone what will find it. It'll <laughs> resurface someday and ruin your life. Um, <laughs> Um, so we were, uh, we were talking earlier before we started recording, uh, you guys like took a, a two week, maybe two week break, a l- you know, like a little bit ago, whereas I've been on who knows, like a month hiatus or something <laughs> pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, life. Um, but I mean, in general, your output is like huge. Mm-hmm. You put out c- about how much like a week would you say you're putting out in terms of like articles and podcasts? Um, we At our sp- best. Sorry, what do you want to? We strive for five episodes of audio content mm-hmm. a week. A week. Um, whether we have a couple different programs, uh, Scopy Radio is our interview podcast. Questionable Internet Opinions is us and our friend Josh Smith, mm-hmm. um, where we it started out just like complaining about the internet, and <laughs> it has it has since moved to like singer issues and. Like classical music, some news. listener mail. Listen, mm-hmm. like it's it's um, and also just kind of like exploring the weird enigma that is Josh Smith. <laughs> um, there was a there was a bit recently where we decided that he was the Halloween avatar and that he <laughs> he is the master all four spooky elements. Yeah, oh my gosh! It, it was what spiders, are spiders, bats. Uh, no, no, bones, bones, candy, Which, candy. The candy was the fourth one because I remember that was the like the breath of fresh air from yeah. what it was otherwise just like <laughs> spiders, bones, and blood. I think. Yeah. Blood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Spiders, Very, oh. bones, blood, and candy. And candy. He's mastered spiders. <laughs> okay. He's now just looking for Is his bone a- master. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all though? Aren't we all? Who isn't looking for their bone master? <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> He's just a Halloween avatar looking for his bone master <laughs> to teach him the way of bones. <laughs> so that's questionable internet opinions. Okay. I think that's what I, I think I was listening to that the other day in the car um, where you guys, what were you guys talking about? It was like political though. Alabama election. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> I yeah. love this. It's a, it's a great space for, we'd love to do it more. The thing is, like, we, you know, yes, we put out a lot of up- output, but, like, there's still, like, I wish we could be doing questionable letter opinions every day, because the concept of it is it's the way that we do everything at Scopy Magazine, is we don't think about it like, like, it's it's like, it's like a radio show, it's like a TV channel, it's like, it's not just about every piece of content being this shining gem, which a lot of times they can be, which is great, mm-hmm. but for us it's just like, we want to be there current and, and with you while yeah. things are happening. You know, like recently we were talking to someone about it and they were like, you know, I want to catch up with all your podcast episodes. And I was like, don't. No. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because like some of the stuff is not even relevant anymore. Right. Well, Start at the most recent stuff and work your way backwards if you're really going to listen to more than Well, and also yeah. our content is such that you can go through a feed and kind of just cherry pick. Like if you're interested in – we, we're really good about li- listing, like, very accurate descriptions of what we talk about in each episode. Mm-hmm. And so it's the kind of thing where you can just go through the feed and be like, oh, this person sounds really interesting. I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. It's – I'm not saying in terms of quality. It's it's <laughs> similar to WTF. But in terms of concept of, like, 
you don't need to listen to every episode. You mm-hmm. just kind of go through and listen to the things that you want to listen to, and you're not going to miss anything. Ooh. It's non-canonical, is yeah. what we're saying. Yeah. Except for the adventures of the Bone Master. Although we do have <laughs> we do have a piece of programming that is canonical, and that is Kantara. Which we're excited about. I just discovered Kantara when I was like looking through your episode or looking through your website over the weekend. Which the the episode or sorry, looking through your website over the weekend. Which your website looks great, by the way. I love <laughs> Major shout out to Zach Harris of Birds and Kings mm-hmm. Creative Enterprise. Mm-hmm. He's a guy I grew up with. He's like mm. one of my older brother's best friends from childhood. Oh my gosh. He's an amazing graphic designer. And we had him on the show and he was like, Hey, if if y'all ever need any like, you know, if web ever, services or yeah, graphic w- stuff. Let me know. And so I reached out to him and was like, Hey, can you redesign our logo? And he was like, absolutely. And then he got back to us and he was like, I actually want to work with you on everything. <laughs> I actually want to like read. Can I redesign everything? everything? Yeah. You're like, I mean, sure. <laughs> You're like, what are you trying to say? Yeah. Well, and he was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The new logo is so great. And, and I love the little like animation oh, it's at the really top of the page impressive. whenever you go to the website. Mm-hmm. It's so great. It's well, yeah, yeah, his background is in animation, which I learned uh, after, after all of this. He was like, yeah, I went to school for film. And I was like, oh, wow. And like, like, just <laughs> talk about this whole, like, you know, people just doing everything. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's making the rest of us look bad. But you were about to compliment us on Kentaro. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, no, 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 no. I, like, I need, okay, so, Yes. I, I need more explanation of Kantara because sure. I wasn't able to like super get into it. For sure. So um, we're big old nerds. We play Dungeons and Dragons uh-huh. in our free time occasionally. And um, our friend uh, is the DM and he's a really... Um, Does that mean Dungeon Master? Yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. Deeply appreciated. Um, so he was like, you know, because he's a singer too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a lyric chorister. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's just... The uh, Chicago man, Chicago man, so good for that kind of stuff. Just like everybody <laughs> doing everything. Um, so yeah, so he was like, "I'm really interested in talking doing... to the mic." I'm, I know I keep like, <laughs> God, I've been I've been checking the output a little bit, and it's mostly stayed consistent. Good, good, but good. yeah, um, yeah. So he was interested in writing something opera related. He's mm-hmm. like, I want to. So basically, what Kantara is is it's an RPG game. We bi- we work in a fate based system, so it's not like the D twenty that people might be familiar with if they're familiar with Dungeons and Dragons. Uh-huh. Instead, it's four dice. They have like plus or minuses on them, and you roll them to basically try to accomplish anything. Yeah. Um, but the storyline. This is a D twenty thing. I I did know that, <laughs> but I really appreciate that. Yeah, so it's basically just, it's a plot line that takes place post every opera ever written. Whoa. Yeah, so that's the world. Kantara is the is the universe. Okay. So it's like it's like an alternate universe where you take every opera character that, it, that lives after the end of their opera uh-huh. and throw them in a world together. And Holy shit. The, the, like, I guess kind of the context of this world is that everybody is living... After this catastrophe called the curtain, where the whoa. curtain fell. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay. Because, so like, like, end of the opera. I got right. it. Right. So, um, and it's, the players are myself, Daniel, and our friend Julia, who is a girl who I grew up with. We started with the same voice teacher. 
Um, she has a master's in vocal performance. And after the election, she actually has a minor or a, either a minor or a double, double major, major in poli sci. Poli sci or government? I think government. Something governmenty. Yeah. Um, and after the election, she decided to quit singing and switch to working on political campaigns. Whoa. And so she's like worked with the um with Jan Schakowsky, mm-hmm. who's our rep. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. She's currently working she's working on a uh congressional campaign in like i don't remember what war what district but anyway um so she's playing as well oh my um, i'm leonora from fidelio <laughs> daniel daniel is Spadafucile from rigoletto mm-hmm. and uh julia is the governess from turn of the screw oh my yeah, okay it's a, pretty, it's a pretty great uh spread of of um representation that's of amazing in the opera canon. Yeah. 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 It's really fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So is it, are like it, the publications of Kantara, is it like, does that result from your guys like playing the game or like? So we've been playing an unrelated campaign with Tyler as a dungeon master for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is kind of getting his feet wet in this other system Instead of, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, like 5th edition, mm-hmm. it's Fate, which you roll four D6 mm-hmm. that have, like, pluses and minuses. Yeah. Um, and it determines you have certain skills, you have certain, like, attributes, you have certain phrases that dictate your kind of ethos. Okay. Um, and based on that, you go through this world and make decisions and act upon things and it's very you have like little fate dice that you can either exchange to do something that is unusual or the game master will give you a fate dice in exchange for doing something (laughs) that may not benefit you but is um on brand for your character oh okay okay so it's it's really it's like a game of of character uh development and staying true to playing the character that you've decided to yeah play. it's oh really fun gosh it's really really fun wow and tyler is really really knowledgeable about both opera and rpg lore mm-hmm. and so he like he internalizes rules really well yeah and he also knows a lot about opera and so for those who are really interested in it it's like there are all sorts of little nuggets throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. um that you just kind of like pick up on okay. after the fact. I don't notice it when we're doing. Like it there's a, there's a running joke about how uh, Tamino from Magic Flute mm. is in our party, <laughs> and there's just a running joke about how he's useless, mm. <laughs> <laughs> about how he's the worst. Like we had to go through hell, and we all had to claim one of the seven deadly sins, and he claimed sloth, just not through anything that is canonical for his character, but just because he's the worst. Because he's the worst. <laughs> yeah. It's just the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so you can find Kentara. It's is it under articles? So on this your is website? an interesting thing that you bring that up because that's kind of the thing that we're struggling with now. As we uh, since we have this like platform that's really thorough and figured out, there are certain things that we're trying to experiment with as far as like building a new. Oh, thing. okay. So Kentara is one of those is the perfect example where now we're you know we're releasing the sixth episode of it today. Um, the way that you would find it, that you would have found it up until this point is by going through our podcast feed mm-hmm. and, um, following it 
through the scopy mag because we have gotcha. only one podcast feed uh-huh. um, and clicking on any episode that has Kantara on it. But if you also can, if you want to keep up with it, you can go on our site and then the drop down. And there are articles. You can um, go, there's a, it's under podcasts and then oh, okay. Kantara and then it has a uh, link to all the posts of those Kantara. specific ones okay mm-hmm. got it okay. and you can see it uh you can tell the difference by the episode art that's wild that's mm-hmm. wild done guys. by zach harris oh yeah. yeah so we have the scopy radio episode art and we have the Kantara episode art mm-hmm. which I'm is surprised really, that oh we didn't even know he was going to do the Kantara art and then Holy all of a sudden i like hooked up something from some open source image and then he made what we have for Kantara now which is so cool mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so cool <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so, uh, I'm wondering what's your what's your long term vision for Scopy overall, other than establishing your media empire? <laughs> because you have because you have like you have the the like print like online ver- like stuff, and then you have the podcast, and then you have um, you know like your programs that you do do during the summer. I'm assuming you're still planning on doing that. We, if we continue, so for context, last summer, and actually how we met you, mm-hmm. is uh, last summer we did twice weekly performances for what ended up being two months. Um, we, if we choose to do that again, it'll be less frequent. Yeah. Because um, that, we burned out. We that. burned out so hard. You guys did a lot. We crashed. So I understand. Um, <laughs> so if we do that, it, it may be twice a month. Yeah, that seems yeah. more sustainable. I think that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> we have stuff in the works for spring, for yeah. early spring. And mm-hmm. we've, got, we've, we've got a cool idea for early spring. Yeah, a couple actually. And so the idea being that um, we, it's not like the idea of producing live content and producing or, not original, but, uh, some original. But my point is that <laughs> the production level that we're we we're not going to ditch any production medium that we've started Mm -hmm. we're just figuring out where it all is because as far as like long-term goals concerned um we're really working towards building a co-op model as far as like how we do what we do it's okay we want to we want what scopy is to be worker and affiliate owned when what that really means is that we're not really interested in what we do to have any investors involved it's just just about creatives supporting other creatives yeah um and you know the way that we're seeing to potentially do that uh, as far as like funding and sustaining what we do is through advertising but we don't we're that's we're figuring out because you know like i am the the reason why we're like we're going to build this into a co-op model and all this stuff is because like i don't like the way that media is done at all in in america and yeah. in the world in terms large. of having advert or uh yeah advertising yeah. That kind of thing. and so it's it's you know for us it's not about wanting to advertise have like some major national brand it's like we want to be able to have the affiliates that like potentially advertise with us yeah the folks that we believe in what they're doing yeah and it's it's not a matter of like being like oh look at this thing you would have never considered but it's like this is something that we think you'd probably appreciate. As a person that appreciates what we're about, these are affiliates that we also think, you know, yeah. are are we can affiliate with that we feel comfortable comfortable working with. Well, and I think honestly, we want it to be an extension of pretty much what we do already, which is we walk around our neighborhood right now, go into businesses, talk to the owners, and just like have meaningful conversations with them about what it's like to you know, run a storefront 
right now independent owning it themselves and and independently doing it you know yeah like that's one of our like if we have an afternoon free we're just walking up and down clark street talking to people because if you clark street i think is really um unique in that if you walk into a business you're likely to find the owner yeah Mm -hmm. um and you you go in you start up a conversation like we usually end up bringing up that we run a magazine we show it to them and like yes long like you know long long game we are considering these people to reach out to for potential advertisers but we're also just like trying to build relationships and trying to bring people together because you're so i mean you guys are so much about like um like supporting like local everybody local businesses local artists local politicians it's very much like it i every time i listen to your podcast it feels very like place-based you know oh yeah um and I, i think that's really great i love it um so yeah that makes sense that you want to like build relationships with the people around you yeah. <laughs> yeah and so we're really thinking about it as far as like when we think about goals and think about what we're working towards it's services based so i mean like to a certain extent we are starting to believe that what we're building which is a um you know what can be coined as a media empire is something that we're trying to prove that a an entity an entity bigger than an individual provides an actual positive service to people outside of um i forgot where i was going with that but does that make sense <laughs> i like, think so yeah <laughs> like like it's you know cuz i could just be doing freelance media stuff maureen could just be doing freelance um social media like we could just be doing all the stuff as individuals but it's kind of the idea that like what happens when a bunch of individuals try to work together we're stronger together right yeah 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 that's beautiful you guys and (laughs) eventually eventually we'd love to get a space yeah like that can be like a communal first of all a communal space that people can come to and like sit and like have a cup of coffee and like kind of like this resurgence of like a a co-working space Mm -hmm. yeah but not in the sense of like you sit there with your laptop and don't interact with people. Right. It's like, we want you to come here and build collaborations and then like a recording space or a place where you could have a photo shoot mm-hmm. and like a little performance area. Yeah. I was talking to someone about it this morning. One of our affiliates actually about how we're, we're also really trying to do is basically be a digital media tech support mm-hmm. for people that um, are, are, funding and are part of the ownership and i'm using quotes of the of the magazine yeah so what that really means is like folks that are on the low end like you know i have the a dumb dream of mine is just being able to like provide coffee for folks that's in a way that's i don't know why i said it like that coffee coffee because we're going to long island next week yeah um provide photography like people that, that right can't like afford to sit down with a like a headshot person yeah doing recordings for people potentially doing all of these things and doing them in a way where it's like oh you're paying ten dollars a month uh to be part of something that is you know working at this at this level rather than you know paying a freelance artist 150 dollars in one shot which is there's nothing wrong like i'm it's, it's not it's, a, it's just a different model exactly yeah it's and we're we are looking for I'm going to I'm going to compare it to something that is not entirely what I mean, but it is what is coming <laughs> to mind. We're kind of thinking of it as like a Costco of services. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like you come to one place to get 
all of the things done at once. So you can buy a cello in one corner of the store and you can buy a vacuum cleaner in the other. Exactly. <laughs> so it's not, you know, perhaps it's Does not Costco going to be. Cellos? Actually, I don't think they do, but oh, I, they should. I think yeah. I've heard of like Sam's clubs that, that you maybe get, sell cellos. You can get like glasses at Costco. Right. Wow. Apparently um, Costco is an amazing place. But I mean, <laughs> it's, it's certainly not going to be like class A services. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like class C.5 or class B services, mm -hmm. but you're going to be paying less for them and it's going to be a one-stop shop. And hopefully it'll be sort of, I mean, if you're looking to have a communal space, it'll be an opportunity for people to network as well. And exactly. so that's another like part of the trade-off. And know? that part is the part. There are certain things that will always be open and free for us. The articles, the, um, and that's kind of where we really think about like, cause when you think about a business, there's costs and there's profits and mm -hmm. like how, what businesses do with the profits tend to go towards investors but for us it's about creating a surplus that's a that allows for us to take the content that we're making and keep it free mm -hmm. keep the podcast free keep the articles free keep all of this stuff so that people can can you know get the information that they come to us for mm -hmm. without you know a paywall yeah yeah can't be free 99 um, I wanted to ask if there, uh, you know, you guys always have stuff coming up. Is there anything coming up for you guys that you're excited about that you want people to know about anything on the podcast or even individually? Like, you know, you said you're going to Long Island soon. Yeah. Daniel's <laughs> from Long Island. Uh, we're going there for Christmas. Aww. Um, oh, right. Christmas is next week. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? Christmas Eve this is really sneaked up on me. Sunday. Yeah. I have a really terrible sounding plug for what <laughs> Scoppy is actually working on. The thing that we're doing most recent, most upcoming is we're working on building basically the like sales and advertising wing. Mm -hmm. so if there's anybody that's interesting, interested in... Anybody that, that is interesting. No, nobody's interesting. No. <laughs> in, um, that has like an artistic project that thinks that aligns with our views and stuff like that. Um, affiliates is something that we're really just, just reaching out to like partners find that like are interested in yeah building something with us mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's that's i think the best plug that we can do as far besides that i'm just like looking forward my birthday was just yesterday that's I'm right i'm so, i meant to wish you a happy belated no, birthday yeah, yeah no 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 worries and so i'm at this point i think we. <laughs> i love the picture that you posted and you're like happy my birth, birth. Uh, happy day yeah. of my birth everyone and yeah. i was like fuck yeah <laughs> oh was that the cake he, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He made that cake himself. Oh, man. Yeah. It was just like, I mean, I couldn't see very much of it. You know, it was just like, some, like a no, little wall of sprinkles. Of well, yeah. I picked a good looking spot. Oh, okay, that's okay. Because the rest of it was kind of. You know, as long as it's tasty, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. It's very good. <laughs> I've never cake? made a cake. Before. It was the first cake. Oh, shit. Made. And yeah. we're both vegan. So, like, I. Uh, oh, okay. A lot of times, if I have a specific craving for something, I have to do it myself. And that's kind of, I was not a good cook before I went vegan. And now it's, that's basically all that I do is make stuff myself. Yeah. You, you guys know. are brave. They're brave. What, <laughs> cooking or veganism? Both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're those yeah. people. We're those insufferable people. No, I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I think that what I would love to plug is kind of on the back of Daniel's. If you are doing a project and you want to be involved with us, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can do that on our Facebook or um, you can email us. Mm -hmm. at scopymag at gmail.com um likely you'll be addressing me um because i 
manage our emails. Oh, so, by the way. So say hi, Maureen. Hi, Maureen. Um, <laughs> uh, my title in Scopy is the managing director. That is my favorite thing in the entire world. <laughs> and that'll be in my email signature. And I've like, I've like made a point to not feel self-conscious when I'm like contacting people mm-hmm. to be like, I'm the wool managing director. No, that's fucking awesome. Because I remember when you got, when we were first like communicating for like Zafa Collective stuff and, <laughs> and you like in the emails, I happened to see that as part of it. And I was like, I feel like this is a good sign. <laughs> good. I feel like this is good. <laughs> that's great. That's you so know, great. Hannah and I were like gearing up to like come over and meet you guys. And we were like, when I feel like it's a good sign when somebody calls themselves the managing director. <laughs> we're in friendly territory. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, and then there's cats, and then right. Ooh, let's talk about our cats. I think that's okay. It's true. Oh well, I mean, we would have talked about them more if if Moody had been climbing on me like like she was kind of before. But yeah, what is up with that, Moody? Moody, where is she? Where did Bish have? sleeping or something (laughs) something lame all right well thank you so much guys for coming on i really really appreciate it and you guys are the best and everybody should listen to the scopy mag podcast and check out scopymag.com that's s-c-a-p-i-m-a-g.com and uh, check out their website and 